A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the people in the synagogue at Nazareth, Amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah, when the sky was closed for three and a half years, and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built to hurl him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. St. John of God, whose commemoration is today, although we don't celebrate it locally, is the patron of the religious order which bears his name, the Hospitallers of St. John of God. Their order's symbol is the pomegranate with a cross coming out of the top of it. Pomegranates have long been the symbol of fertility, new life, abundance, and prosperity. The Jewish people even embroidered pomegranates attached to golden bells on the bottom of the high priest's robe as a sign of righteousness. This pomegranate embroidered blue robe brought protection against death as Aaron entered the Holy of Holies. Later, for the Christian, the pomegranate continued with its symbolism against death as it became a symbol for life, especially the hope for eternal life. The Hospitaller Order of St. John of God decided to combine the symbols of the pomegranates with the cross to represent charity and sacrifice. The bursting fruit of the pomegranate expresses the need for love to constantly expand, while the cross reminds us that there can be no real act of love, no real act of charity without sacrifice. Naaman the Syrian was a leper. And as we heard for being a leper, he was a pretty proud one. When faced with a cure for his leprosy, Naaman gets quite upset and he leaves. Who does Elisha think that he is telling me to go cleanse in that dirty stream, the Jordan River? There are far cleaner rivers than these in Israel. But Naaman's servants convince him to return and to do as the prophet has instructed. When Naaman humbles himself, sacrificing his pride, sacrificing his doubt, his idea of how his healing should take place, and follows the instructions of the prophet, Naaman is healed. Jesus, in our gospel, calls attention to the need for humility and the need to relinquish our doubts about who he really is as he recalls the story of Elijah and the widow of Zarephath. Humbly following Elijah's command, she and her family enjoyed food every day because they kept the word of the Lord which had been spoken by Elijah. These two stories of these two people who sacrificed their pride, sacrificed their doubt, and chose to trust instead in the Lord, allowed the charity and the love of God to pour forth for them in abundance. Like the pomegranate, 
God's love is bursting at the seams, waiting and yearning to be set free. But when it is unleashed, it waits at the crossroad of the cross, and charity demands payment. It demands a sacrifice. For without sacrifice, love is cheap. It's like theft, and no one wants cheap or stolen love. As the high priest entered the temple to offer sacrifice on behalf of the Jewish people, he did so having first washed himself, clothed himself with the blue pomegranate robe, risking death to enter the Holy of Holies to offer blood and incense and atonement so that God's love might be broken and poured out upon the people. Naaman, bending low in humility, washed himself clean of his leprosy, and in the continuation of our first reading, swore to offer sacrifice only to the God of Israel. The widow sacrificed the remainder of her flour and oil, and by her faith and her love, God provided her with what she needed. Love demands. Love requires sacrifice, but it also requires faith. Jesus had to have loved his hometown of Nazareth, the people he grew up with, his childhood friends, his relatives. And it makes sense that at the beginning of his Galilean ministry, he would return there to proclaim that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him, to declare who he really was. Yet, to them, he was still just the son of Joseph. He wasn't the Messiah. And faced with their doubt, their fury, their lack of faith, Jesus sacrifices and risks his relationship with them in an act of love as he reveals to them, or tries to reveal to them, who he really is. For like Elijah and Elisha, he is not sent only to the Jews. His redeeming work is just beginning. The pomegranate of his love for humanity is just starting to burst open. It's seeds of faith being planted in the hearts of those who are listening. So Jesus stands up from his rejection and he walks on. Even though he does not work miracles for his fellow Nazareans, he continues to carry them in his heart, his heart growing in love for we, the foolish, doubt-filled people that he has come to redeem. He is not clothed in a blue pomegranate robe, for he does not need to be protected from death. Indeed, he will soon hang naked and vulnerable to all. He walks through their midst on toward the greatest act of love, of sacrifice, the world will ever see, for his love is growing, his pomegranate is bursting, charity is demanding a sacrifice, and she will be paid. The pomegranate heart of Christ, the heart of his love, bursting open with that love as he gives his life in sacrifice upon the tree. So what about our hearts? What about our love? Brothers, what a, we're almost halfway through Lent. If our pomegranate hearts are not yet bursting with love for the people we are called to serve, the priestly ministry that we are being invited to participate in, then perhaps now is the time to sacrifice whatever is keeping us from loving completely. The pomegranate and the cross remind us that real love requires real sacrifice. Real love, the love of Christ, demands our total selves, handed over risking everything, doubting nothing. So don't hold back in what we offer, in what we sacrifice, in how we love.
Let's not be cheap.